Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight will be a bit un- a little bit different, as per usual. We have decided to do a review on um, called a bit of a classic called Land of the Pharaohs, which was released in 1955. Okay, normally we concentrate on horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, but we also do the odd, uh, interesting movie that we think is um, good value for a review. So this falls in that category. Yeah, it it also falls, mm. well, unlike our our previous other films that get um, the odd bad review because some unlikely reviewer just thinks it's it's terrible, but we think this movie is uh, is an awesome all the same, in our opinions. Repeat that to me. Reviewers are normally a bunch of dickheads who can't do it, so they comment on them, okay? Yeah. Now, this is a good movie. Only reason why this movie failed, insofar as the reviewers' opinions, uh, opinions are, and I'm not knocking anybody in particular, most of the reviewers online appear to come from America. This movie was done by Howard Hawks, the American producer-director, but there were no big-name American stars in the movies, so they bagged it. Yeah. And that's what really annoys me with some of these reviewers. Mm. Oh, Rock Hudson wasn't in it, or so-and-so back in those days, so it's a crappy movie. Or John Wayne. Or John Wayne, or Clark Gable, or whoever was really popular back Martin. in those days. Yeah, yeah. Well, even though Dean Martin. Oh, no, Dean be. Martin, yeah, whatever. He was, you know, Jerry Lewis, whatever. Point is, they had English actors. The main Jack Hawkins and Joan Collins were two main actors, and they were English. And they're well uh, known. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, the reviewers can be full of crap sometimes. And I'm really sorry to say that. They should get off their high horses and evaluate the movie for what it is. It's a good product or a bad product. I don't care if Martians are in it. Neither. I don't care if it's full of battalions or Chinese or English or what. Yeah. I, I'll evaluate the movie for what it is. Hmm, exactly. Uh, and so. I'll say it's a good movie or a bad movie. We try not to review bad movies, yeah. but we do mediocre ones occasionally yeah. and say, well, not really great, but had some good points to it and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And that's what reviews Another thing do. I like about this movie, it makes me think of Cecil... Um, Cecil B. DeMille? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who made the Ten Commandments movie with Charlton Heston in it. Mm. I reckon that was a top movie. Mm, and I think see, this... Ba- see, back in those days, you had things like... Okay, for those religious people, you had King of Kings. I don't know who I don't know who made King of Kings. Mm, uh, and you had things like Ten Commandments. You had Ben-Hur. These bib- biblical epics and other movies, the big epic movies, they were great. They took you away to a, a distant place in the past, and these guys made you feel like you were there. Like, you know, the, the one there of the... Was it the Moses one? No, Ten Commandments. Okay? Ten Commandments. The party Red Sea was done in a car park. You would swear mm. blind it was out in the desert somewhere and not actually going through mm. um, yeah. you know, the water. But and no, not to mention, they mm. had to use different... Um, they kind of layered it with many different ways of, you know, water layers, mostly, throughout. Yeah, I think they had a trick, trick from it. They, they, did, yeah. they did something... Uh, 
oh, I can't remember, they did the water sideways or whatever and they turned the film around. They did something really weird to make it look like the water's yeah. pulling up on the and side. And while so many filmmakers... Are we going to review this movie? Yes. And while so many <laughs> filmmakers have, over the years, have gone ahead and made their version of the um, rising of the... Um, the Dead Sea Water. Yeah. Um, I think Cecil B. got it right. Yeah, mm. Cecil DeMille. He, he did Cecil B. DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille. He did it okay. So let's move back to uh, this film. Yeah, where let's go. We did go a bit of a tangent there, but it's, um, we like these old movies. Yeah, and, um, I mean, these guys. I, don't like the, I just don't like the reviewers. Yeah, these guys, they had it r- what, great from the start. They started just, you know, from scratch. That before um, CGI became a yeah, they had to do the hard way. These wet film, manual special effects, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever really is hard. at their fingertips. Yeah, exactly. And, they, and sometimes they're innovative and had to make up that make up what they're doing as they went along. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I like about it. I love yeah. the creativity and that very creativity is still stored in somewhere in Hollywood's a- studio. And somewhere. actually, the one thing about this movie too, before we get into reviewing it, they actually did it on location. They actually did it in Egypt. Yes. Uh, some of the sound state stuff was done in Rome instead mm. of going back to America. Uh, and most of the extras running around, there were thousands upon thousands of them. They were Egyptians. They weren't Chinese, uh, Americans, English, Australian, whatever. They were actually, a lot of them were out of, uh, at least half of them were out of the Egyptian army, I think. Yeah. Remembering. Uh, so nice they actually the, um... had locals in the movie mm. being Egyptian. Nice Gee. of Egypt for government to do that for them. Well, they probably got paid a few dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point remains is they kept it. Tr- they kept the feeling of it. They did it on location and used the local people who looked the part. Okay, who stars in this side for? I'm glad you are. Jack Hawkins uh, and um, Joan Collins. J- James Justice. No, not James Justice. James Robertson Justice. Okay. That's his full name. Now that's where it gets onto what I was saying before. Okay, I'll go, look, I'll go through the producers, directors first. Mm. Produced by Howard Hawks. Directed by Howard Hawks. Written by Harold Bloom, William Faulkner and Harry Kernitz. Yeah. Production company was Warner Brothers and they distributed through Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. It broke even, pretty much almost broke even at the box office. Mm. And that again gets back to what I'm going to tell you about the cast in a minute. Okay, here we go. Jack Hawkins played Pharaoh Khufu, which Khufu. is the... Uh, Cheops, Khufu, same guy. Mm-hmm. Joan Collins uh, played the uh, main female leader's Princess Nelifer. She's also the um, the villain in the story. She, yeah, okay. Don't tell the story while I'm going through the cast, okay? Okay, go on. All right, thank you. Dewey Martin, I don't know who what Dewey Martin did after this, but he played Centre, which is uh, James Robertson Justice's son, who, who but I'll mention to him in a minute. Um, James Robertson Justice, he played Vashtar, who was a prisoner who was brought back to Egypt after some campaign, and because he's so talented, they got him to design and oversee the construction of the pyramid. Hmm. Alexis Minotis, I think is the right pronunciation, plays Hamar. He was the, he- the head priest uh, in Pharaoh's uh, household, whatever, or whatever. In Cairo, yeah, a, a loyal friend to the and a loyal friend. They grew up together as friends, and they were they, he he worked for him, and they loved each other as friends. And he tried to protect him as best as best he could. But anyway, yeah. irrespective, I won't go on to anybody else here because they're all to me unknowns. However, there's somebody called Sydney Chaplin. Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm not sure. Is that Charlie? Chaplin yeah, that's Charlie Chaplin's son, yeah. and. 
he went on to doing a bit of a role in this production. He did a couple of roles. He, he wasn't he wasn't the big uh, mover and shaker of movie no, industry, but he, he, he did the odd role. His dad was more the bigger mover shaker yeah, he, uh, before he went off to live in um, exile. Yeah, he, he played a good guy, but he turned into a bad guy in this movie. Mm. Anyway, Sarah will tell you the story momentarily. Mm. Um, I suppose this was made, like I said before, it was a big epic movie, so along the same uh, lines as the Ten Commandments, Ben Hur, and the Robe, and all those biblical, epical sort of things. So, uh, yeah. I reckon it's a top movie. So, yeah. we're gonna go into it now. Yeah, when this movie was, just so before I begin, this after this movie was, when this movie was completed back in the 1955, the um, Egyptians refused to distribute it in their area because they thought it what it didn't capture the story. No, it wasn't historically accurate. Hmm. A movie is a movie usually based on an idea and then they built a story around it and Hmm. they didn't like us. It was fictional. Yeah, back then... um, So, you know, that's why I don't know how many movies back then, but they probably didn't always 100% follow stories or history accuracy. You're missing a point. Yep. It is not in historical drama. It was never written as an historical drama. It was a fictional telling of a story about the building of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Fiction is not, doesn't have to stick to truth. Mm-hmm. You take a little bit of history and a few other things from in there and then you write a good story around it. Right. Look at the Da Vinci Code. Won't go there. Um. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, you have a point, Mike. So yeah. moving on, I'll talk to you guys about this movie. So I'll start at the beginning. Our ferry arrives, well, the story starts off as a narration of, from the head priest, um, Hamer, who's giving a bit of a detailed account of the pharaoh's life life and how he's come back from his major campaign in another another area, where he's come back with treasure and prisoners, stuff, stuff like that, and everything, and... Any freak for fly points? Oh, no, but no. Anyway, are, are among it? the the um, captured is the architect Vashta, um, who's a who helped try to help the um, survivors try to fight during this war. Yeah, and, and, and but devo- something go- went horribly wrong, and the pharaoh wins. Well, nothing went horribly wrong. Just the Egyptian army had a lot more people, and they. Uh, they, they were very well deployed and yeah. they uh, got around these booby traps. But yeah. the pharaoh was very impressed with these booby yeah, traps. That, I think they're the Kushites so mm. they, they attacked and um, mm. they fought and everything. Yeah, so mm. they fought them. The, the pharaoh and his army won. And just. Just. And <laughs> he asked some dear old Rasta to help him construct a pyramid for him so he can rest in peace Rest in peace mm. in his next life. With all his treasure. Mm. Now, the thing is, Vashta cuts a deal with the pharaoh. says, okay, I'll agree to build your pyramid and whatever, mm. as long as you agree with me to let some of my people go each year because it's going to take so many years to build it. And the pharaoh agreed because of a practical idea. Yes, so, yeah, indeed, yeah. Bob. Mm. Yes, yeah, so the pharaoh agrees and he... And then they went on with their plan, keeping it secret, the, the you know, of Vastar's um, knowledge of how this pyramid will keep be kept secret and secure. That part is most likely now, very important. Do not tell them the whole lot about how they built the 
Yeah. The story. Girl take all night. Yeah. So the secret is between uh, Vesta, um, the Pharaoh, and his Hamar, the priest. And, and, and he said priests who had been had their tongues surgically removed so they couldn't tell anybody what was going on. Yeah. Mm. So Hamar is the only one who does speak, but he's very loyal to the Pharaoh, as and I mentioned. Yeah, it's very loyal. There's a big, big element of trust here. Mm. Yes. So it takes some, I don't know how many years, would I imagine oh, quite yes, a few yes. years. And despite what you guys may think, it was not built by the aliens. No, look, we'll talk about that later on. Just mm. get on with the movie, okay? So everyone of his, uh, the Pharaoh's people were, went ahead Gave up their lives in the fields or whatever jobs they, they were occupying. They were conscripted to do a job. And so they yeah. went ahead and helped the pharaoh in his major task well, ahead of him. Well, didn't. They were conscripted. Yes. Like going to war or something. They, they, you, 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 come here, we're going to build a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. and of course, yeah. um, Vesta, his, he tells his son mm. when his son thinks that it's likely going to happen, finished in no time, but... But of course, it, ha- it kind it of went. Many years. It took probably thirty or twenty I know about years. years. It might have taken about twenty. I can't remember now. I, 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 it's based on yeah. uh, Cheops's. See, or from Kutu's their perspective, yeah. while you guys may be able to build a building in two years, this would probably take them, <coughs> say, twenty or twenty-five <coughs> or thirty well, years, how big it is. depending yeah, on yeah. how big it is. Considering this is a bit of oh. the um, similar size as Giza. Well, it's based on the big one in Giza. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be that one. That's what the story's about. Shh. Calm down. The big mm-hmm. one in Giza, on the Giza Plateau. Yeah. yeah the big one. And Huge. We, we went into it. When true, the, true. We went in ho- holidays there years yeah. ago. Yeah. But then something goes horribly wrong after so many years. Um, somehow the quarries are exhausted. There's not enough food. And they're, well, they're just bankrupt. No, it wasn't that. No, he said. Well, that, bankrupt. No, they're behind schedule. And the pharaoh says, I want it finished faster. Yes. And he said, we can only go faster if we get more men and we need more food to feed extra men. So he did, wasn't mm. bankrupt. He's, yeah. Mm. The, what he had to do is to actually conscript more people. Yeah, so he... And bring in tributes from other countries, yeah, outlawing so He talks to areas. other countries, yeah. mm. other guys, and they contribute what they could. And one of the, um, the um, ambassadors, I think it would be, was Princess... Nelitha. Um, a very sly, very Attractive, stubborn, w- beautiful mm. princess. Of now, course. Come, was she from Cyprus? Now, yeah, was, Cyprus. Yeah, yeah. She's a total, absolute. She said, bitch. We, we're, we're a poor country, we can't afford to tribute. tribute. I came instead, so you can cho- choose me over. Uh, over the tribute. He said, I'll have both, he said. And but she end, says no. Yeah, choose one. And he chose her. Oh, yeah, nice. And he, she became a favourite of the pharaoh. And probably he married a few, her. He used to have second wife number two. Yes. He's already has his first wife, and they have a son <laughs> who's probably about 10 years of age. Yeah, Zenon or something. Zenon? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, she, of course, the princess gets finds out about the treasure that the the pharaoh has, and it's beautiful, so you and know. And she's greedy. And she wants the treasure all to herself and all that. And, and she, who wouldn't? Yeah, and she schemes with the pharaoh's guard. Um, what's his name? Buglugs. Um, uh, wait a minute. Trenna. Trenna. So he's on one of the guards there, not sure which. Anyway. He was a guard of the, the, uh, the, the pharaoh's treasure rooms yes yes so they begin the mm. scheme together about trying to 
kill off the pharaoh and and kill off the queens in order to make her head of the state. Yeah, well, see, actually, you you, you missed something in the movie. She wasn't going to become queen. She was going to be like uh, the little boy would become, yeah, if he stayed alive, hmm. he would become the next pharaoh, but she would rule hmm. as his regent or whatever yeah. until he became of age, and then she might become, say, an advisor for him or something. Most but likely. Whilst she got the power and the goodies and everything, she would be really happy. Yeah, so she and her... The guard, they scheme, and so she can pretend to be good friends with the first wife and queen, obviously. And she gives them the son a magical flute of sorts. Well, she says it's magical. And this flute yeah. is, um, you know, f- that can summon snakes and you know, snake charmers, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, he he plays with the flute, and then one day. Or one night, I should say. Um, this takes place at night time. While the king is away, technically, he's um, going away for another battle in order to find more treasure and yeah, stuff. Yeah, That's right. And while that. this is happening, his son is playing with the flute. And as his wife is take, making sure that he's getting ready for bed, she sees a snake that's prowling near her son. And she jumps on top of it before to it... save her little boy. Yes. Aww. Yes. Of course, we hear a scream. And Haman, who is um, the Hamar, Hamar, sorry, <laughs> hears about this from some of the servants, and it's up to him to investigate and find out what may have happened. Even though he suspects de- he never deep down that Nerefa was responsible for this. Exactly. And anyway, never. Say Nephler uh, again. <laughs> no, that's never. Say, never say Nephler again. No. Now I'm going to say, uh, never trust the good looking babe. You say, take me instead of all the treasures. Yeah, what's that? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, meanwhile, while all this is happening, Vesta, uh, the head architect, his eyesight is failing him. Not a lot, but he just starts to read yeah. too good at night time because yes. he's been working under too much candlelight. Yeah, mm. see, he's been. Where he and he has to work inside the temple now, which means, I mean, inside the um the pyramid. pyramid, and that will require torchlight and yeah. w- whatnot. So his son Bugalugs. Mm. So his son Bugalugs um, <laughs> helps son, him. No, not Bugalugs. And of course, they try to hide the secret, his but name's between, Santa. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so, so Santa um, agrees to help him, but he soon gets found out by the pharaoh and all the others. Yeah. There's an accident inside the pyramid and uh, there's anybody around, so Santa has to help the pharaoh out, and the pharaoh didn't actually know the yeah. way, because mm. he doesn't need to know the way. Yeah, as, as yeah. a special reward for Santa's um, help, he gives her a, his a servant of the well, he household. Well, you have anything like treasure, her own palace, whatever... No, I don't want any of that. But he said, I'll take that little girl over there. She'll yeah, be cute. she's really cute. And he kind of falls in love with her. And I imagine he thinks maybe one day they'll get married, maybe. I reckon they got married. They didn't say they did, but yeah. you know, they, they, they pledged themselves Again, this other. is not about them. It's mostly about the pyramid. And, and, and the pharaoh and stuff, yeah. So, moving on. Um, let me see. Um, ne- the princess Nefer then sends her servant to go to the pharaoh to get him assassinated yeah so he, yeah he's gonna sort of sneak up on him at night and uh, ram, ram a dagger through his chest or something rather but well, it didn't work out real good yeah well he did get stabbed but luckily enough he was fast enough to up and handed him and kill him yeah but he did 
the, the uh, pharaoh got a nasty wound. Not not totally wound. mortal, but uh, over the next few minutes of Sarah's telling the story, you'll find out what happens to poor old pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, so he hears that, well, he knows right away that the, the princess is aware that that he's aware that this servant belongs to ne- Princess Nephra, and he and, and a couple of his guards head back to the to e- Egypt and well, in order really, to confront they were, they were her. In Egypt, I think. They yes, were, they were still in Egypt, but they yeah, were but they're a in long way away. a little long way away. And well, like five days' ride or something. Yeah. yeah so he mm. heads inside. He's he's still. Um, has the wound and it's probably pu- very badly yeah, punctured. The ride didn't help on the camel. No, no. Mm. So he then confronts her and she accuses of her, the guard of conspiring the whole plot. Yeah, not her. She tried, tried to prove to say, I'm innocent. It's all his fault. He's trying to do that. Yes. But she was nah, yeah, she eventually, lying. Yeah, eventually the pharaoh um, kills him and as he lies dying and he's a little blurry. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. He kills. The other guy, yeah. yeah. He then yeah. notices right away while he's talking to her, yeah. of she was wearing um, a special jeweled necklace that yeah. he advised her not to take because there's any special hoard that could be buried with him. Yes. So while the pharaoh's lying on the ground, slowly bleeding to death, and the other yes. guy's dead with a sword mm-hmm. through his chest, um, he realizes this and he um, realizes he's been betrayed, and then he passes away. Yeah, Aww. and he wasn't a bad fellow. Vashta, who he is about this, and he knows deep down that now that this has happened, that um, their time is very short. Well, yeah, the pyramid's just about to finish. He said, "Well, I've got to, only got a little bit of work left to do, and I was hoping for a bit of time to live because he, he the deal was he could stay there and stay alive as long as the pharaoh lived. Yeah, and, and the, the pyramid- pharaoh is now dead, so." Well, as soon as I finish work here, I'm going to be uh, either killed or walk into the tomb and stay in there and get buried alive or hmm. whatever was the agreement. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> while <laughs> the um, <laughs> funeral procession is on your way, um, she, um, Princess Nefer tries Nel- to go... Nefer. Um, <laughs> goes down to the treasure room and finds it completely empty. empty. Like... And she's shocked, and she says that she is the ruler at this moment, and she demands this treasure to be returned. And Hamar says politely, I said, you're not the queen until you actually give the order to bury the pharaoh in his tomb, and I then can... you become queen. A certain caps 22 there. And he said, and she said something to her, you don't like me, do you? He says, no. He says, well, blah, blah, blah. The feeling blah, is blah. mutual. And he said, mm-hmm. but you have nothing to worry about, because part of the deal is, when Pharaoh's uh, tomb is sealed, I'm going to be staying there and dying with him. Yeah. And going to the other world, along with all the other priests who help make it. Yes. So that's commitment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, so anyway, she is annoyed by this, but she totally agrees okay. with okay. this. Okay, that's okay. I'll go there. I'll, put, I'll, I'll lay and rest and I'll take all the treasure mm-hmm. out of the tomb. <laughs> yes. Later that night, um, Vashta and the priest and his son said, what's his name again? Senta. Senta are just laying the final bits and pieces to the pyramid itself yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, um, Hema um, talks, tells them that you don't have to die in the pyramid with us. Um, once the pyramid is sealed, um, it, it doesn't matter if anyone has a secret because no one can get in there. Yeah. Because all these blocks of stone are going to fall in the way and just no one's going to be able to get in there, take 
hundreds of years to take the pyramid yeah, apart. Yeah, there's a yeah, special yeah. way of doing this, and it's. I and think we're it, not going to tell you because that's part of the secret of the movie. Yeah, and it's really marvelous. We will talk about it generally in, yeah, in production. It does seem really um, an awesome way of of securing the the pyramid without having anyone well, look, breaking basically, basically, open. But basically, get off the story and we'll talk, talk about in the production side of it, okay? Yes, sure thing, guys. Okay. So, anyway, um, so everything, so we get to the funeral day. Everyone is there and, of course... Um, Peanuts, popcorn. Yeah, oh, sorry. and, of course, all the um, um, Pharaoh's servants and his people are there cheering and looking forward to the fact he's going off to the you're afterlife. Go, you're going, you're going uh, to the afterlife and, and um, yeah, join the other gods and blah, 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 blah. And, yes. Yeah. So they, so Haman, 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 yeah. And the princess and other the mute priests all head down to the pyramid and walk bury Pharaoh. Walk inside. Yeah. In and the middle. Yes, they bury Pharaoh, and she and the, and Haman turns to her, saying, "You must give the order to do the burial." The seal, thing. The seal of sarcophagus. And she says, yeah. "The order is given." Bam. And it's now this big stone drops down to seal the sarcophagus, in a, a big block of granite. Mm. And now, while it's coming down, it sets off a chain reaction of all these other stones through the pyramid. And what happens is it lowers all these other stones in the place that block all the uh, entrances, entrances and exits. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and she had no idea about that. Yeah, and while this is happening, mm. at when the once the sarcophagus was sealed, she assumes that she could just walk out Before there. The treasure. But she notices the sand running through the um, area, and, and she sees these stones coming down, you know, yes. sealing off, you know, like a, like a sliding doors. But hang on, yeah. yeah mm. Anyway, she screams and yells at Haman to show her the way out, yada, yada, yada. He says, there is no way out. And he says, this is what you lied and schemed and did whatever you had to do. This is your this kingdom. This is your kingdom. And she screamed and pleaded and and cried that she didn't want to die, all that stuff. And, and she collapsed on the floor crying. Boo-hoo. Yeah, don't give me pity on that one. Hey, would it be crocodile tears? Uh, I don't it is think Egypt. so. No, yeah. Anyway, yeah. outside... Um, Hesht, um, what's his uh, name? Ashtar. Ashtar is just heading off with his people, and they will hear the last stones being lowered yeah, into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, into the so entrance. These thuds coming out of the uh, thud, thud, pyramid, thud. and it's just been totally and, sealed. Yeah, and, he's, and he remarks, it's all finished. A pyramid that houses the biggest treasure of all time yes. and will last for, for years to come, yes. hopefully. Will he be remembered? Um, yes, he will be remembered. Maybe? A yes, pyramid will keep himself alive. And he, he turns to his people and say, come on, we have a long way to go. Yes. And so they head off to, to back to their hometown. Yeah, to where the Kushites came from, yeah. Mm. yeah. The end. Ta-da! Now, getting back into it, um, I don't want to talk too much on the special effects and stuff because that is the big draw card of the movie. I mean, it's a good story. There's a bit of love in it. There's a bit of uh, treachery in it and drama. But it's, it really centred around the construction of the pyramid. That's mm. where these, I think the critics got it wrong. Yeah. They think they're looking for a better storyline. Now, it's about a fictional account of how the pyramid was built. Now, um, 
you can't have everything. Mm. <laughs> but I think the storyline holds up quite nicely, and the, and the acting's good. really good. The sets are good. It was mm. done in Egypt and used Egyptians in it. Mm. I mean, how more realistic do you want it? Yeah, another interesting thing. I think you mentioned it to me in the past, Mike. Mm. Um, you said something about how James Hawks, M- Hawkins made his character role, you know, believable. Oh, Hawkins, Jack Hawkins. Yeah. No, yeah. no, actually, Jack Hawkins didn't know how to portray a pharaoh. Because, I mean, I don't think of too many other movies have had pharaohs in them, so how do you do it? And I think Coward mm. Hawks said, just pretend you're acting like a rich Upper class businessman, megalomania, uh, megalomaniac, and whatever, and just do it that way because that's exactly what it would have been like uh, five thousand years ago. Yeah. Same sort of energy. I'm in charge. The world centers around me. Yada yada yada. Yeah, I'm I've... rich. I'm powerful. Mm. And so he, he took it that way. And I think really his strong personality, his own personal out personality, and using that as a guideline. Made a really good role. I agree. A, a, a good performance. Mm. Um, I, I don't like Jane Collins per se, but I think she did a really good job in this movie. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, getting back to the critics, mm. had English in it. An American movie with no big American names. I think that's why it didn't do good at the cinemas in America. They're looking for your big American names. Mm. Um, the critics looking for big American names. Mm. So they bagged it. I don't think that's fair. Uh, mm. I think it's a damn fine movie. Now, Howard, Haw- Howard Hawks has made a bucket load of movies out of here. He started yeah. in the silent days. I think his last movie was in 1970. Yeah. He had a long career making yeah. movies. After this yeah. movie, four years later, he, he made, made Rio, Rio Bravo. Bravo. Which, to me, is next to Magnificence, uh, The Magnificent Seven, is my favourite Western. Mm-hmm. It had uh, John Wayne, Dean Martin and Ricky Nelson in it. We might actually review that one day. But the point is, uh, Howard Hawks made good movies. He knew how to make movies, and this was a good movie. And no matter what the box office said, no matter what the critics said. Hmm. Critics, uh, to me, uh, there's an old saying around here where I am. Okay, People who know how to build, build. The ones who can't build properly become building inspectors and tell the builders how to build. Hmm. So, yeah. So, who's the better builder? The building inspector or the guy actually doing it for a job every day? Um, hmm, same sort of thing. These critics don't know how to make a film. Hmm. They're just guys who have just yeah. been, oh, yeah. I'm a journalist, oh, I'm going to re- do film reviews. Yeah, yeah. another no. famous filmmaker who thinks the world of this movie oh, is... Oh, Martin uh, Scorsese. Yeah, he thinks it's great. Well, he's one of his favourite movies. So, And he's a filmmaker, for crying out loud. I mean, that's coming from somebody who's in the business. Yes, and he doesn't like superhero movies. He does, yeah, he doesn't like... The, yeah, the, this, uh, he the, thinks yeah, it's a waste of filmmaking time. These Marvel comics sort of things. I, mean, I don't mind them. Um, but when's it going to stop? I mean, is he going to just keep churning them out and churning them out? Isn't there any fresh ideas coming up? No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, who knows? But at the moment, it's popular and they're making money for the studios. If they don't make money, they close the doors and no movies get made. Hmm, true. Uh-huh. Anyway, this movie is the only movie in CinemaScope made by Howard Hawks. Okay, did that. Okay, interesting. Well, it's an interesting thought. But he, he made... Like I said, lots of movies. Like I said, he made about... Oh, I can't remember. I, I counted them up before. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Uh, and but a lot of the movies I saw on the list, I know them. Mm. I've seen them. 
but he wasn't held in any high esteem because he didn't stick to the same genre all the time. Mm. He did comedy. He did drama. He did epics. He did. He didn't. He didn't limit himself to one genre and became. Oh, look at me! I am George. I'm George Lucas. I'm Steven Spielberg. I'm doing a sci-fi again. Yeah. He didn't do that. He went, I'm going to do a sci-fi, I'm going to do a comedy, I'm going to do a sci-fi. So he wasn't held in the same regard as the guys who uh, didn't venture out and stretch themselves to do other genres. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to badger George or Steve. No, I love George Lucas and Stephen. They they did their own fair share of movies that were... I only use their names because they're well-known in the industry. I know, I'm just saying that... But George Lucas did mainly sci-fi. Not all of them. I did mainly... Even though he's in for the Star Wars movies, right? Yeah. Okay, right. But well, again, anyway. Stephen no. um, is well known for lots of movies. I know. Even I know. Um, let me see, he did a l- let me see quite a few. Um, I he know. even did um, Poltergeist. Yeah, okay. Which is um, which is something yeah. out of a okay, different sci-fi, film. sci-fi and horror. Yeah, yeah my but friend Pat told me about but that. What I'm saying is that they're known for those sorts of movies where this guy did anything. Hmm. He could have done a cartoon next. He, he didn't say, I'm limited to, I'm only going to do that. Yeah, true. So, so I'm not knocking the other guys. The other guys were good at, very, very good at what they do. But yeah. he, he was very good at many things. Yeah, yeah. Mm, true. And he was actually, um, I wouldn't say held in disregard, uh, but he was pushed aside a little bit when they're talking about all the best, uh, all the better producers and directors. They said, "Oh, he's not good. He's not as good as the other guys." But mm. he was. He, he was up there with them. Mm. But it's just um, his peer group or the uh, the, the uh, people in Hollywood. The uh, other guy said, "Well, he's not doing the same stuff all the time. He's jumping around like a jackrabbit, so whatever." But the other guys are really putting that good stuff. Yeah, like Alfred Hitchcock, he did. Suspense, thriller, drama, sort of movies. Yeah, he, did, he didn't go out until he did Psycho and did horror Yeah, movie. and look at Hammer. I mean, yeah. Hammer films. They they, they did um, a mixture of, drama. of horror, drama, thriller, yeah. um, sci-fi. They I think yeah. they started off yeah. with sci-fi at one point. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I mean, when, when people get weird about people who are stretching themselves to do other things, mm-hmm. and I think it should be they should be patted on the back and say, yeah, keep doing it, keep doing the good work. But anyway, he was overshadowed by the other guys. That's all. Uh, but he was very good. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Should we, should we eight raid this movie no, now? Actually, hmm. I am going to just touch on something. I wasn't going to beat the drum on archaeology or Egyptology. However, mm-hmm. uh, over the decades, I've been interested in archaeology, Egyptology. And I've actually been to Egypt. I've been inside this pyramid that was based on Okay, I've actually we been both have we have both have, yeah, um, and as a lot of people say, this could not have been built by human beings. Yeah, must they must have had aliens? Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. Now, if it, people actually bother to pick up a book and read it and actually, um, yeah, see documentaries by uh, Zawi Hawass, who was the uh, mm. the head of antiquities in Egypt and stuff, uh, they've actually gone inside the pyramids and there's graffiti on in crawl spaces there. By the teens of Egyptian labourers who actually worked up there yeah. inside these crawl spaces. Yes, there are crawl spaces inside the pyramid. It is not solid blocks like Lego. There are the main parts are all in there and then they've got loose rubble thrown in there the same way we would do it. Hmm. And it is not a perfect square base. It's not one it's not there to the nth millimetre oh it's no it's not. 
I haven't got the measurements here. I've checked the measurements. It's actually out significantly. Hmm. Uh, but it looks square because of its sheer size. Yeah. Um, they made mistakes making pyramids. There's a bent pyramid. They got the angles wrong, yeah. so they changed hmm. the shape of the sides. There's a cracked pyramid in there, which were, it t- couldn't stand its own weight. Yeah. There's hundreds upon hundreds of pyramids, maybe thousands, I think, remember? Uh, pyramids made in Egypt. They can't all be made by aliens. Yeah. And I like to think <laughs> that that, I mean... You guys may look at sketches of of how the pyramids got made, but they're not always 100% accurate. I mean, most of those photos, those sketches you see, would would show just 10 people carrying a stone. But it actually could be, like, more than that. You can't really take detailed sketches the, council, back then. I, the, the guys aren't going to do I'm going to say I took 100 people to move the stones I'm going to do 100 images back then they didn't exactly have um, you know perspective on how many people may well, have no. drawn you know no. did this sort they, of thing no, they, they just did impressionism um, but oh, impressionism mm. um, but you look at stuff like but some of the old papyrus and different things actually show you how they did it mm. Those sleds, they actually pulled these big blocks of granite on. But some people say, oh, you can't do it that way. We can't even do it for tractor. Mm-hmm. you got 100 people pulling on ropes there. Mm-hmm. A person is usually standing on the front of these skids uh, and pouring water in front of the skids to make it slide Considering better. Considering this is sand, guys. Yeah, they have to put water on there. They're pouring water to dampen it. And that would slide across the sand a lot easier. The, the sand wouldn't bunch up in front of the skids. Just like going skiing, folks, it works. Yeah. Mm, um, very handy. So they did do it, mm-hmm. but we d- um, there's still still some conjecture on how they actually um, got the blocks into place, whether they use ramps and stuff, or because they don't know. that. that but in this movie, they used a big ramp. Um, yeah. It may have worked, it may not have worked, I don't know. Um, yeah, and they probably did... Put the um, blocks on boats in order to carry them. Oh, they did. They floated them down from Ashwan in different places. Using the many bodies of weight to get the blocks onto the boats. Yeah, they used that. See, they they did have a lot of... um, Manpower and woman power. Had the manpower, but they had the knowledge of geometry and... uh, Oh, God. What do you call it? Not physics. Physics? No, okay, nah. mm-hmm. Physics, yeah, is that right? Yeah, we're, we're about, about fulcrums and pivot points and whatever. And they used all this sort of stuff. Yeah, meaning this stuff has gone, yeah. it had been around yeah. for centuries. I mean, I could flip a car over with a, a big pole and a, and, a, and a big block or two, or yeah, and I can flip it over by levering it with a big lever. One person. And the car's worth, you know, you got a ton or two. Yeah. Um, that's what they would have done. They would have used uh, power, leverage, whatever. and mm. Yeah, everything was done manpower because they believed in what they were doing. We don't We don't do that nowadays. We said, mm-hmm. I want a break. Mm-hmm. We're not committed to anything. So yeah. they were committed to it. And just remember, yeah. I don't think they had days off. They, they just did seven they days a week. They probably went to 12, 13, 14 yeah, hour day. They worked weekends. Yeah. They worked holidays. They worked. Um, Christmas breaks. Did you get a birthday break? No, 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 no. No cake? No, no. Oh, well, actually, they would They would also be, um, I read somewhere, the Egyptian, the um, people who worked on the pyramid, they were paid in food. Well, okay, they, they fed them yeah. so they wouldn't die. Yeah. It was that a, was, <laughs> it's a nice gesture. No, that was a pay. Mm-hmm. They had a roof over the head, or 
some palm leaves mm-hmm. and some food to keep them going. Mm-hmm. There was they didn't get any mail, wasn't paid, it was keeping going. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's I think it's anyway. an interesting approach to the movie. So they did do it, but anyone who thinks aliens did it, Is reality it? check time, read some books. Yeah. Okay? Don't yeah. make it up as you go along. Okay? Yeah, and imagine um, that the um, just remember it's a very big populace back then, yeah. and they probably had lots and lots of people yeah. back then. It's like the, the, first, it's the first pyramid was a flat tomb called a mastaba. I think was that the right pronunciation? Mastaba tomb, mm. a flat square. Okay? Yes. Now there's a pyramid at Saqqara. It's a step pyramid, and that started off as a mastaba tomb, and they put layers on it, mm. decreasing layers, and it became one of the first pyramids. Exactly so. And that's how the idea, but it's actually the idea of the pyramid started in another country. Uh, mm. I just can't remember at the moment. And they, they've got ziggurats, I think it's the right pronunciation. They're all tall, pointy structures. And they, they took that, that that idea and talk, uh, took it back to Egypt and they started making their pyramids. Yes. Mustaba tombs became pyramids and they were mud brick pyramids back in the early days and then it became granite. Yes. They learned how to do stonework quite well mm. using the rudimentary tools they had and geometry and all the other good things they inherited and gained from, I think, Greece. Mm. They learned all this stuff. They yeah. had all this knowledge. Yeah, a lot of people have swapped um, architecture, yeah. um, you know. Knowledge. Knowledge and, let me see, uh, you know, art. Yeah, That's exactly. why their art usually changed over a certain yep. period yep. of exactly. during Sometimes. But anyway, it's, Again, not, it's, it's not about archaeology, but I just want to just get people open your eyes, read a book, go online if you do, find some real information, and don't go by some weirdos who say, oh, aliens did it, and blah, yeah. blah, this week. And the Nephilims. Yeah, I've got Nephilims. No. Yeah. Nephilims are in the, Greek, uh, in the uh, Israeli part, okay? We're know, talking about Egypt at the moment. There's okay? a lot of people who keep. Bring those up. The Nephilim, yeah. Leave the Nephilim out of it. That's more of the Christian Bible stuff. We're not talking talking about Egyptology here at the moment. Uh Okay. 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 And no race of giants helped them put them together. There's no big fingerprints or thumbprints on the blocks of stone. Yeah, you guys seen any of those weird video, those weird footage things? Just bear in mind, I'm a photographer and a and I do a lot of Photoshop, and I know the difference between real and fake. And, and actually, there's a, okay. We want to get onto this. Okay, you mentioned Nephilim before. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Somebody some years ago had a photo contest on about doctoring photographs or something or other. I don't know if they're making giants or something or other. And they actually went through and people made up these images using Photoshop, and they look real. Mm-hmm. And some other people said, well, thought they were real or purported, made out they were real and flowed them through the internet saying, these are pi- pictures of real giants that existed. These archaeologists have been digging them up and whatever, mm. but hasn't been released anywhere because they don't want anyone to know about it. Mm. What a load of crap. Mm. And, then, and, and then we saw somewhere about the same time we saw the Photoshop guy actually creating the Im- the main images being circulated and how he got two or three different images and resized everything and made it look like they were digging up a giant. Yeah, I even you took know. the liberty yeah. of doing my own at one point to, just to prove yeah. a point of my yeah. own. So, yeah. So, don't believe all the crap you see and hear about on the internet. Yeah. If it's a good site... Like, I, I look at medical stuff and I go to the Mayo Clinic site mainly, Okay. 
because I don't. There's so much contradiction out there. You find a good site, you know it's coming out nice and clean and truthful, whatever. Use that site and disregard the other rubbish because it's it's just misleading you. You know. Yeah. So anyway, do you want to um, rate this movie? Oh, yeah, ten out of ten. We... I like his big epics. Yeah, I've I've rated um, ten out of ten because of the architecture, the um, accuracy, the um, the story's act, you know, detail the work. The, yeah, the, the story about the pyramid is mm. great. The other bits are on side stories. I know, but, but I did. No, that's good. But the, if you go and then look at it with an open mind and don't say, they didn't do that. Yes, they did. Okay, Have a look at how they did it. And and they thousands of people. They would have had thousands of people there. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. I just think they did. <laughs> it's really good. I just think that yeah. I like the um, idea of how it may have been constructed, like that many people working on a very big film project. A, a very, very big film project? Um, big they had cameras back in those days? Uh, working on a, a very big um, <laughs> pyramid pro- like a that? A community project. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, it's it seems really accurate that that many people may have worked on yeah. a film, that that pyramid project. Exactly right. Hey, that first pyramid scheme. <laughs> Sorry. Well, maybe that's the expression came from. No, that's what it was, yeah. That's a grand joke at the top and all the people down the bottom. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. Yes. That's, that's a joke. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, it's, um, it is an eye-opener. And it might stim- stimulate some of you to actually go and read up on archaeology and Egyptology and stuff and actually find out what really is going on. There are lots of books out there, and, and, and they will tell you what went on. Yeah. There are some good documentaries done. In, one, I've got one I can't remember. Yeah. Remember, guys, architect- architecture and... And uh, and building uh, ba- back then were they did came from somewhere, yeah, not just not just um, automatically. Let's build a house type of thing. Well, the free little pigs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it, I, I, I can't remember. There's books I got here. I just haven't got. I can't I mean, remember at the moment. But there are books out there explaining mm, how it was done. Yeah. And the only there's a couple of loop, loopholes. They just can't. They don't know because they weren't there. They just got to guess some of it. But yeah. everything indicates. Like I said, they've got graffiti inside, different levels. Uh, i t- saying team number so-and-so or team whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're up here and it's a so much day or the year or such and yeah. such or rather. And they've actually documented a diary sort of thing in graffiti inside the pyramid crawl spaces. Yeah. These people yeah. are not idiots, um, yeah. Egyptians. They were, no. they were very They're advanced very race back then. Yeah. And they, were, they, they were one of the advanced races at the time. Hmm. You had the... Um, um, crikey, the big library of Alexandria. Hmm. Well, who who did that? They, did someone bring it in for them? No. Mm-hmm. And that was back in thousands and thousands of years ago. And they had a big library, scrolls and everything. And that obviously got decimated by an earthquake. Mm-hmm. But, but. They, they, you don't hear everyone else having to do a great big library back in those days. Hmm. So yeah, they, were, they must have been. And the medical guys weren't too bad for their day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, didn't have, they didn't have knowledge we got today. But for what they had back then, they were quite good. Yeah, they did have, have a good knowledge of, mm. of what's it called? Um, um, Astrology? No, no not um, medical. Vic- medical. Medical um, knowledge. Ana- anatomy. Anatomy. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, the yeah, word. Yeah. They mm. they knew um, ha- anatomy before um, the people in the Renaissance. You yeah, know, yeah, other Renaissance, yeah, they knew more did. about it back in those days than the Renaissance people. They had a few things wrong. They, they, uh, they you know, but yeah, they um, thought the heart uh, the heart was the center of the heart. Uh, yeah. And I think I being, not the brain and, and stuff and yeah. The other but, day, me and Mike went to a wax, wax museum, museum yeah, yeah, yeah. and the guy showed us some um, a, 
a wax Im- imitation of a mummy, and he explained how the how why the brain has been removed from the from the yeah. skull. He says that they assumed that that the brain was actually snot. Well, yeah, because that's, that's where the, the Egyptians believed back in those days that the heart was mm. the center of the human being. Everything was controlled by the heart, and the brain was just a snot factory. Yeah, so which is rather rather interesting, mm-hmm. but they did not the brain did so. Mm. So they tried yeah. to remove, the, and this is well, probably no, where they took, no, they took the brains out because it was all soft tissue, mm. and then they used to bathe it in uh, salts and, yeah. and other things and tar it and everything to preserve it. Yeah, yeah and mm. this is where um, the tour guide jokes uh, or or puts that special yeah, quote well, to us. brain or whatever. Yes, it's not brain. How. That our, some people's brains are just full of snot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got snot for brains or something rather, and that's where it came <laughs> from. Yeah, interesting. Mm, interesting. Snot for brains. I go. Yeah. That's uh, that I never thought of up until now. Well, there you go then. You learn something new every day. Bugger. <laughs> anyway, that's. I think this is about it for us. But anyway, yeah. Like I said, I gave it ten because I think it's great in in its. Um, oh, yeah. Like, if anyone hasn't seen epic movies like your Ben Hur's. And um, Tank and Moments, those sort of big, those big biblical epics, uh, The Robe. Uh, there's lots of other ones out there. Go and have a look at them. these old movies. Remember, this is not CGI. Yeah, this is what they did was real time with manual special effects. Yeah, they might have had a bit of blue screening here and there occasionally, but basically, what yeah, you see is what they oh, some map paintings. But what you saw was what they actually did manually, not with a computer. And it's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, uh, I can't think of anything else I want to say. I've, I've already done my trade about archaeology. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, um, no, no aliens involved, thank you. All um, right, so um, thanks for listening to this last podcast, guys. This is Sarah Stevenson. And Michael. Saying see you guys around. Bye, guys. Bye.